day, good night, all. Welcome back. I have some feminine energy in the lab with me, cooking up some uh, some wonderful stuff. Jay, please introduce yourself again to the audience. What's up, y'all? Jay Area. You know what time it is. Tuning in from Dallas, Texas. We LinkedIn, baby. Let's go. We here. Thank you very much for carving out some time for me again, young lady. Thoroughly enjoyed our first conversation and most definitely have been enjoying the uh, the content that you've been producing. Um, that Royster 5.9 is a, a, a something special, yeah. man. Something really, Thank you. really special. Um, excellent work. How, how did all of that give me some kind of, give me some of the feeling, like how did that come about? Um, so... It, it was really interesting because I had stepped away from music, like at the point when me and you uh, had our interview, like I was, I barely remember any of it. I was very dissociated from reality. Um, I lost six of my family members in not even three months. Um, my little sister died. I literally moved to the border of Mexico and was running a strip club. Like I was just in a totally different point in my life. Like I can't even explain to you the break with reality that I had after all that stuff, plus mm. suffering with, you know, brain damage and PTSD and just so many changes in my life and yeah. running an entire fucking multi-million dollar business, like being the boss and like just, it was a lot. Um, and going to school full time. Like I yeah. was really like, like losing my shit. And, um, one day I came back to Dallas and Kenny's like, when are you coming back home? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, it's been six months. You've been out there. I didn't even realize that. I thought it was like, like literally not even a month. That's mm. how much I dissociated from reality. Like I just went on autopilot because I didn't have any other way to cope with it. If yes. that makes sense. So much. Um, going on and I really didn't realize it until recently that that had happened but um, Kenny's like you have to start writing again and I was just so angry like even now I'm getting like emotional talking about it because it was just so devastating all the things that happened and and I can imagine that's tough that is a tough thing Jay to go through six in that short space of time that that's tough man that's some tough stuff so I can imagine you went to those kind of different places um, yeah, I think the worst was my little sister. You know, I mean, I can't even say it. Yeah. But I mean, you know, because she was like my best friend, she's my everything. I used to literally run through my life talking to her. Like I'd have her on speakerphone, like, you know what I'm saying? In my earbud mm. or whatever for like four or five, six hours a day, like hours. Mm. Like I literally spent every waking moment with her, you know? So, um, that was just devastating. And my mentor died. Um, that was like the first person that really believed in me and my music when everybody else laughed at me, nobody would even give me studio time. Um, you know, so, and then my baby daddy died. Like, so I just, I'm like, fuck it, dude. What is the fucking point? You know? Yeah. Um, and it was just so much other stuff going on. I'm just not going to get into, but when I finally came back, Kenny's like, you have to write something. You have to write. Yeah, just sit down and whatever comes out, comes out. Like I literally had a full on episode where I broke everything in the house, like everything. Like I, when I came back to reality, I just, like I snapped. And mm. when that happened, 
these songs came flooding out. The the Stages of Grief trilogy, which is the first, there, so there's three parts to it. One is Drowning with Royce the Five Nine, two is Rage with Young Buck, and then three yeah. is Bounce Back with Benny the Butcher. So uh, it's funny because Rage actually came first because I was so angry. Like just, I had to get it out, you know, yeah. like, and um, Drowning, I had started writing but I just couldn't every time I started um writing about the things I was going through especially like concerning like my sister mm. I just I had a full like just bawling my eyes out <clears throat> and I don't cry like that you know so um but that's kind of how that happened and when I wrote that song Teddy's like you need to get Royce on this track like you have to like this is the song yeah. and it was so funny because Royce came in town like um, was coming in town the same week that I was recording the song and they brought him into the studio and I played this other song for his him first this like a uh, poppy beat that I'm about to drop myself and he's like man that's dope I really like that I really like that and then I was like oh okay we'll just do this song and it's funny though because at the time my videographer was like no man you have to hear this next track mm -hmm. and so put it on and the second like the hook came on he's like okay i'm i'm getting in the booth this is the song that we're doing yeah. yeah he liked the song so much that he agreed to do the video like on the spot which royce doesn't really do videos like that i don't know who the fuck is that man. hold on so that was very synchronistic, all of that uh, taking place in reference to the recording of the song, him being in town, when you're going to be doing it, etc. Yeah, it was it was pretty it was pretty crazy that he agreed to do the video because um, from what I know, I don't think Roy, I, I mean, don't quote me because it might have happened, but I literally think I'm like the only person that is completely unsigned that Royce has ever done a song and video with. Excellent. And look, Which, as a, look that, yeah, crazy. I'm going to, I'll put the link. I'll make sure I'll put the link in the description because if, if you haven't heard the track, you, you, you got to hear the track. You, you both paint some very vivid pictures in that man. Very vivid. Yeah. pictures. He gave a good verse for sure. That's one thing I love about Royce. He like is great on everything. Mm. Is it, and this is the this is the this is one of the wonderful things about hip hop and rap, the ability for for artists to be able to 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 take you there through tra tragedy, through happiness, through whatever it is, but to portray in a way which just for me at least, I'm, I I I see what you're saying. All of the words that are coming out of your mouth, I see those in 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 a, a pictorial fashion sometimes in a movie like so, like sort of scenario so that's why i love that's why i love the love the culture and love the music so much because the those those type of moments i also like to listen to stupid stuff you know where you it's just you know you bounce your head you do a little jig or whatever but that's 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 the real shit right there yeah absolutely i mean but that's what's beautiful about music is it can take you through so many different places you know it's so funny because I was talking to my niece yesterday and she's like do you know my favorite song by you and I was like what she's like rage because when I get really angry I put it on and it makes me feel better I was like that's 
fucking awesome. Mm. Um, those connections, man. This is what I mean when you can create some art, whether it's drawing, uh, verbal, uh, artistry, and you get that feedback. And it and it, it it may be different to how you may have portrayed it down, but it's how it's received. Like that that rage track, it calms me down. Yeah, like it because it's like an outlet. Like okay, somebody else has felt this way, mm. you know. So it's that's exactly what I always wanted to do with my music. And and you know, people told me when I dropped that rage track, like, oh, you're losing followers and. You know, people don't like that music that you just came out. I'm like, well, guess what? If you don't like my music, you don't fucking like me. So I don't really care if you follow me or not. I don't really care if you like it because I'm not making it for you. I'm making it for the person that does like it. I'm making it not just the person that likes it. I'm making it for the person that needs it. Because mm. I was the person that needed it when I made it. Yes. And there's other people out there that needed it, that needed that Royce track, that needed the Rage track, you know, and... The bounce back track is like more of a, a radio type song, but at the same time, it's showing that you can get through things like drowning and rage and then bounce back. That's the whole point of the trilogy, mm. you know, is is showing the the stages of grief trilogy is showing the route that I personally took to I wouldn't say get over the things that happened because I never will, but get no. through some of the things that I happened and make it to the other side. Which is key. That's always what is... I wanted. Yeah, totally, totally. Because these things, although very difficult, are things that help create the people who we are to fortify, sometimes to even destroy oneself. As you said, you were totally divorced from reality for a six-month period. Sometimes you do need to potentially go to those kind of places to then come back and realize, look, you know, that that's that's the history. Today, the presence, you know, tomorrow's the mystery. Like, how do I fit into all this? Have I exceeded expectations? Have I have I dropped back a little bit? Do I need to reevaluate? This is all part. No, no one is perfect in this game called life, and it's about trying to ultimately be the best you. You know, we still we stumble, we fall, but you know, trustfully, we got a good support circle around us, um, and we make it. I mean, yeah, I'm thankful for that because I had nobody at one point, like literally nobody, not even one person, you know? So I'm thankful to, I'm really thankful that I even got to that point because I needed, you know, it's it's scary to think, but sometimes you really need to hit rock bottom. And I don't think some people have ever hit rock bottom. Rock bottom is different for everybody, but you can tell by somebody's character, like have they really had to fucking get, you know, get... Mm. Had they have they really had to get fucking serious about fixing their life? Like my music is more for people, you know. I mean, it is for like I guess the average person you'd say, but um, my my music is really for people that I've really, really been there. Yeah. You know, I've really been through some shit. Like mm. that's what my music is for, because otherwise people aren't going to understand why I am the way I am or the music I make. She's not going to totally. get it. Totally, and again. Jay, this is one of the main reasons I, I enjoy having these conversations with artists and other 
people in different fields is so we can explore this human experience so people don't just think oh Jay, she's you know she's angry a lot sometimes and you know i wonder why she's like that well when you start to listen outside of the musical side and you you see the person oh it makes perfect sense i see the journey i, I see the pain i see the joy i see the anger i see Yeah. So I think that's one thing I was very misunderstood my whole life, not only by other people, but also by myself, you know, because I have been through some severe shit, like literally like, and this is a true story. And I mean, I've never really said anything about this on, on an interview, but um, I had to go to counseling um, to even come back to reality and like, I had counselors that were like, dude, your, your shit is so severe. Like I'm going to have to refer you to somebody else. Cause I don't have that level of expertise. I went through four different counselors before, um, four different psychotherapists before I found somebody that had enough expertise to handle all of those things that I were, I was going through because I had so many different, um, traumas going on at the same time. Yeah. Like my brain did. My PTSD and then um, found out that I have DID, which is a, a dissociative so disorder. Rich. So, um, so yeah, going You're through dealing with things. a lot. I mean, that in itself, yeah. PTSD is bad in itself, but to have a dissociative yeah. disorder as well. Yeah. So um, it's something that I recently actually got diagnosed with and there's no medication for it um basically it's just um you have to deal with it on your own basically you've had so much trauma in your life that mm. your personality Splits. has fractured yeah at different points so mm. let's say let's say okay so for example one of my fractures would have been when i was being sex trafficked right so i became this person that um, was very hardened, very just go, 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 go all the time. Um, very money oriented. So if I have a trigger, if something happens around me, that's a trigger. I, that, that part of my personality will automatically take over without me realizing it because it's, it's called the defense mechanism. Yes. So it's very understood. It's very misunderstood because people, you know, see movies like Split and things like that. And they think that's what it is, but it's not. I mean, no. to an extent, yes, but that's so dramatized. And so I just hate how they paid people with they with with such with issues like that, because it's like, OK, we're not all fucking murderers. Like what? Like, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yes, of course, totally. do I have an angry side. Do I have a rage side that will come out and protect me if it's triggered like that? Absolutely. And that would have been the side of me that fractioned off when I was in Chicago. I wasn't ready to live that life. I wasn't ready to be around hardened fucking drug dealers at the age of 17, 18, 19 years old. Mm. Wasn't ready for that. Of course. You not. know, like I, my, my, per, my personality fractured and I had to figure out how to be the biggest, baddest motherfucker that anybody ever saw because I was four foot 11, mm. you know, running around with real live fucking killers. That's exactly. who I was around. That was my fucking social group, if you want to call it that. But, you know, so what, what would, how would anybody else have reacted to that? Mm. You know, people wouldn't have even made it. But that's the point. I, yeah. You're still here? Yep. So yes. that's, you know, 
But that's one thing, you know, I just is important to me is that people see that you can be honest about. Um, that's why I'm so honest about things like that. And, you know, my manager tells me, like, don't don't talk about that kind of stuff so much. I'm like, OK, but to me, that's the reason I do this. Yes, that's the reason I do this. It's, so it's that one of other the drive. Have- it's one of the drivers, right? Yeah. So people that have issues like me don't have to feel ashamed about it anymore. Because there's so many people that have problems that won't talk about it. They don't want to talk about it because people have shamed them or bullied them or made fun of them or it's misunderstood. But the more people that come out and talk about it, like, hey, I'm a sex trafficking survivor. That doesn't make me a bad person. That makes that person a bad person. You know, there's so much stigma, especially for women that have been abused. Which is ludicrous. It makes no sense. How can you blame the victim? A victim of anything like that. They're a vi- hence the term victim. They have been preyed on. They've been taken yep. advantage of. How can you yep. then like it, it? It makes it's it's infuriating. As I say, it makes no damn sense to me. So I, the reason is is because people will look at it and be like, "Well, you made a choice to stay there. You made a choice for this." I'm like, "Yeah, but did you see all the years of the mental breakdown and yeah. the the manipulation and the um." All those things that this person did to set it up where, okay, what is, I don't, what, oh, I was watching the Nexium cult documentary because I watch a lot of that stuff because it just yeah. helps me to not feel so alone. Kind of like how yes. my music and my interviews will help other people not feel so mm. alone. So like I watch those things, like everything I can get my hands on when it comes to that. And um, it's the, the lady, grooming, it's the grooming yes, elements. It's Mm. called grooming and um i actually and i looked at her because like for the first time like i actually it made me feel a lot more okay with and accepting of myself because she was like she's like you know people were trying to reach out to me like girl you're you're in a cult you're being sex trafficked she's like no i'm not you're crazy (laughs) blah 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 but he had literally groomed them and manipulated them to the point where they didn't realize what was happening to them they Mm. literally thought this person cared about them this person loves them yes and then when she got away from that like looking back it's like the shame people think that once you get out of these abusive situations you know it makes me so angry when people are like oh well if he was beating that woman so bad why didn't she just leave what do you realize like what if this woman has kids with mm-hmm. this husband you know what i'm yeah. saying what if she's been relying on his income and literally isn't lazy and could have worked but they had an agreement that she was going to take care of the house and the kids he was going to work and it worked out yeah. like that for them so yeah. how is she supposed to leave with what no lawyer and- no money no resume like mm. she's going to lose her kids she's going to lose her and house go where? yes and go where and go yeah. where because mm. this abuser has alienated her from her whole family her entire yeah. support system what do you want her to do? You know, so I, you know, those are the reasons I do it is, is for people that have been abused and have these issues from it. And hopefully, you know, somebody sees my interview or any of my interviews or listens to my music. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is something I need to get out of. This is something that's happening to me. I've had women inbox me that like, you gave me the strength to leave my abusive husband. You gave me the strength to leave my pimp. Mm. you know and that it's like that chokes me up because Mm. that is life-changing and it's 
so humbling to think that little old me yeah. could inspire somebody to change their life like that. But just for anybody that doesn't have anybody on their side, like you have me on your side. Like I believe in you. And every time you think you can't do it, just go to my music and listen to it because I'm talking to you, whoever needs it. You know, that's who I'm talking to. Like I fucking went to hell too. And I came back just because you went to hell doesn't mean you need to stay there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There are options, but as you say, when you're conditioned, when you're groomed, when you're manipulated, when you're physically violated and physically mm -hmm. abused, the, these situations, again, those sentiments come from people who have uh, uh, are clearly not in that world, have no connection to that world Absolutely. or experience to that world. And it's very surface level. Of course, on the surface, if someone's been hitting you, if someone hits you more than once or twice over a, a period of time, maybe the third time you should, you'll be like, look, John, look, Steve, Barry, whoever, you hit me for the fourth time and I'm out of this door. It doesn't, that kind of, it doesn't like, you know, it, come on. it never starts that bad. It starts with the fit, the, the mental manipulation. It starts with a lot of different things, you know? So, and every woman's journey and, and men too, men can be sex trafficked. Men can be abused too. You know, that's the thing we don't talk about a lot either. Men can have mental issues. Men can have issues, you know, been abused. Um, there's mm -hmm. mental abuse. There's, there's spiritual abuse. There's financial abuse. There's a lot. Anybody can be abused, you know? So it's not just women, but I speak highly to women because that's, a large part of what happens in the sex industry and um it's especially interesting being in the rap industry because there's so much pimping and sex trafficking in the rap industry like a lot of these girls don't even realize it like oh it's an entertainment label but meanwhile this guy that runs the entertainment label is fucking every single model on the label every single singer every single rapper every single everything and he's got a different mo with every single one of them and they're all giving him a portion of their money yeah. what is that that's fucking pimping that's mental and emotional manipulation and then the rap industry just sits there and praises that like it's mind-blowing to me how sex trafficking happens right in front of everybody's face yeah. and then we'll sit there and glorify it like it's cool like it's it, not cool to force the woman to sell her body like that's not cool to me like it's one thing like a woman yeah she's she you know there are women that yeah they choose to do that and they genuinely want to do that and that's not yeah. a lot of them but fine you know cool do your thing girl like if that's what you really feel but a lot of those girls they just don't know anything else they don't yeah. know anything else and their only support system is this guy and the other um sister wives or whatever promoting mm. her to do it and a lot of them want to get out and they don't know how trust me i was one of them and I, if you and get I out how. yeah how do i get out and then i get out to what like what to what, what? thank <laughs> you to what so i go from having cars houses money food to to nothing like and that's the scary part and that's why you know I had to just I fight like thank god I had support from my you know my partner because he was like you do not have to do this I'm like yes I do yes I do I was so ingrained that even yeah. after I left my pimp I fucking had to do it like if when you enslave the mind you can take the cuffs off you can take the chains off yes yes because you're so I still heard his voice in my head Mm. every day 
Mm, I can imagine. I can imagine. You know, so I mean, but honestly, I used it to fix my own life, which is amazing. And not everybody has that wherewithal. And it's scary. But, you know, I was like, I did all this shit for this motherfucker. I can sure as fuck do it for myself. Yes. So I turned it into a form of empowerment. So this mm-hmm. is like where the comeback comes in. Right. So like he didn't pay my taxes. He didn't do any of that. I owed a quarter million dollars almost to the IRS. I had over a hundred thousand in like court bills for disorderlies. And oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're talking like to the two uh debt I didn't even know I had that was taken out in my name. This happens to a lot of women. Okay. So when they leave, you know, their dude promises them, like, oh no, we're gonna pay that. We're gonna pay that. That's what we're saving up for. But he's not saving up for anything for you, honey. He's not doing nothing for you. He's building himself. And when you start questioning it, he's going to either beat your ass or replace you with a new girl or sell you to a worse pimp. But that, and that's reality. It happens every day. Um, So what I did, I was like, you know what? If I can do this shit for him, I can do it smarter for myself and I can, I can pay this shit off. So what did I do? I paid off all of my taxes. I paid off all of my debt. I now have a fucking platinum Amex almost a perfect credit score. I have an LLC in my name. (laughs) You know, I I have a personal fucking accountant. Like when I walked into this lady's office, I was broken. I did not even know what to do. I was so scared to tell anybody the truth about what happened. And I don't know this lady just, you know, for some odd reason, I walked in, she's like, what's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I've never paid taxes. I don't know. She's like, well, how old are you? I was 29 at the time. Oh, 30 at the time when I started, when I went into her office and I was like, I don't know what to do. And I literally, and I, you know, I had this whole plan of this like lie yeah. that I was going to say. And for some odd reason, like the truth just came out and I started <laughs> bawling. And she's like, like, I was like hyperventilating in this lady's office. And she's like, she like just came over. She's like, it's okay. Like everything's going to be okay. And she doesn't usually work with smaller clients. Mm. Like I was a nobody, you know, at really at the time. And she usually works with like big corporations. And she's yes. like, like, she's like, don't honey, don't worry, we're gonna fix this. And like, step by step by step, this lady went through every year of my life and helped me pay back taxes on it. Every single year of my life. I didn't even know where I was at certain years. Because it was so can, bad. Yeah. The you truth know? set you free, Jay. The truth set you free free rather than, as you say, concocting a lie and whatever, you know. You you know, the truth came out and they saw she saw it and she was like, How can I not help? How yeah, she's like, How can I not help you? Like she was like, Oh no, honey, we're gonna get you out of this. Like, we're gonna get you out of this. She's like, You put in the work and I will help you. So that's what I did. Like I got, you know, you know, I got like I started with like a thousand dollars here. $500 there. And then like, finally, like I was like busting my, I'm like, okay, now I'm motivated. I can get out of this, you know? Yeah. And trust me, it wasn't just like easy. Like I got hit and hit and hit and hit and hit and hit. Cause once you start paying it, you got to pay the interest on the interest, yes. on the late fee, on the, this, on the, that. It was a lot. I mean, they want their money. Lot. They want their money. And it's not like I, per- I purposely dodged them. I didn't know that this motherfucker wasn't paying my taxes. I didn't know that. Mm. Mm. I didn't even know what taxes were like that. I didn't know like that. If you made cash money, you still had to report it. I didn't know those things. Right. Yes. So, you know, now I do. And now like I'm in a very good place and 
But, you know, for those that are trying to get out, it's possible, dude. Like, I was almost half a million dollars under. My teeth were falling out of my head. Like, look at my beautiful teeth. Yes. $50,000. $50,000 on these. 50 yeah. racks for them teeth. $52,000. One. Uh, well, mm. because I wanted to keep my teeth. I just didn't want to just get them all pulled out and get the foreigns yeah. like people do. Like, I was like, okay. I want we can get infections as well. You can also get infections uh, if you do that way, can't you? Yeah, you can. Oh, uh, so mm. the implants are scary. Um, so I want to keep as much of my real teeth as I could. So like literally, I went to like five different dentists, and finally this guy's like, okay, I'm gonna tell you this. He's like, I can do caps on all your teeth, but a, it's gonna hurt like fuck, like mm. bad, because I can't take pain meds. I'm allergic. Oh shit! So I was like, it's gonna be. He's like, it's 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 gonna be the, the most painful day of your life. And I laughed because I've been through a lot of pain, okay? Like, but yeah. holy shit. Yeah. When they filed my teeth down. Because they're hitting like, the nerve time, as well. I interview with a vampire. Like, it was so bad. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it, it was painful. And it was in stages. And, you know, I had to get a lot of stuff done in my teeth. And, you know, now I'm, um, like, it's possible to do, yo, like, like, especially, like, girl, if you're doing that for this motherfucker, why don't you do it for yourself? Yeah. If you need somebody to talk to, inbox me, shit. Mm. I'll talk to you. There's girls that I haven't even talked to in years that will hit me up out of the blue, like, oh, my God, I need to talk to you. And and I'll take their phone call because I know they need somebody. Yeah. And even if they go back at that moment, I know just the fact that somebody cared enough to talk to them. Yeah. Made a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it can make a difference. I know it did for me. I know it did for me. You mm. know, like, you know, after um after my sister died and I like refused to do my TikTok because my sister was my 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 head of my TikTok. Um, and she like she's the one that helped me go viral and things like that. Like, um, I was backstage at Jelly Roll's concert with Bunny XO, which I don't blast all over that she's my friend because I hate when people dick ride like that, but um I'm bringing it up for a reason because she looked at me. She's like, girl, what are you doing? You need to start your TikTok. And I explained this situation about my sister. And it's like, I can't even pick up TikTok because I'm so like depressed about it, you know? Yeah. And she's like, girl, she's like, you want, you think your sister would want you to sit here. And after all the fucking work you did yes. and all the work you did and fucking just let it go to waste. You know, sometimes you need another woman that's been through a lot of shit to, to wake you up. Mm. Because it's easy to get in that mindset, like, oh, no, this is way too deep. Like, um, a motherfucker can't get out of this. And, it, and yeah, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy. It's not well, easy to Jay, drag yourself up out of the depths. That shit's not easy. So uh, Yeah, of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. It, 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 it's, tra it's tragedy. And life itself isn't easy. Never mind going through, you know, something as big as as that. But as you say, those external forces sometimes from even from places you wouldn't even expect, just giving you that kind of push in the right yeah. direction, that reality check. Yes. Pay attention to your surroundings. God will give you signs when it's time to go. Yes. God will give you signs. So I finally left my pimp by um one day. We were in Illinois. I'm not going to say where because, you know, mm. but um, we were in Illinois. And I was getting ready to go to work. Um, I'll rewind about a month before this. I was with one of my sponsors, I'll call him. And I went to sleep and I had this terrifying dream that 
this guy in a red and white cloak, it was like the devil, no bullshit, like was trying to force me to sign this contract. And it was so creepy and weird. Like when I closed my eyes, I can still remember the smell, the, you know, the everything of this dream. And I woke up and I told my sponsor about it. He's like, you better not sign no contracts that nobody puts in front of you. Mm. Don't for the next like six months because that's scary. <laughs> so not even 30 days later, why does my pimp pull out this contract? What? And he's like, you need to sign this. Because I was doing music. So remember that I didn't have a pimp, like just to have a pimp. Like a lot of girls like, oh, I, I have a pimp because, you know, like, you know, like just to be a hoe. Like that's what, mm. not what it was. Like this guy sold me on a dream of, you know, you're going to get, the, the dream was you're going to get half of my record label and I'm going to own half of you. So it's like almost like a union, a partnership, right? Mm -hmm. I, him. I thought we never needed a contract. Well, he whips out this contract and guess what? The 50% I was supposed to get is nowhere in the contract. Only the 50% that he was going to get from, from me. And it was a lifetime contract. Lifetime. 50% of everything for the rest of my life. TVs, books, publishing, videos, uh, any music under any name. And if I changed my name... Your likeness in essence. Sounds like one of those 360 deals. And the fucked up part is I literally like resurrected this dude from the dead. Mm. <laughs> that was so crazy. I was like, girl, what? And that, but you know what? It was so funny because my sponsor was like, if someone pulls a contract on you, he said, run. Yeah. Run as fast as you can in the opposite direction. You know what I did? I refused to sign the contract. Obviously, he beat my ass that day. Like, very, very, very bad. I lied to him, told him I was going to work. I took everything I had that was just in my car, and I ran. I left the state. Like, I literally ran as far away from him as I possibly could. Thank God I had the car in my name. You know, the only reason I had the car in my name is because one of my sponsors was like, I will not buy it if it's going in someone else's name. He's like, it has to be in your name. Mm. And he put that brand new Cadillac in my name. He's like, I'll buy it cash right now. He's like, but it has yeah. to go in your name. It has to stay in your name. I'm going to pay for it. So that was the way, like, I, yes. you know, that, that was the way I got out. And that was my out. And it was hard and it was scary. And, yeah, of course, I went through a bunch of bullshit. But, like, just listen to your gut. And it, it applies to everything, not just, like, sex trafficking, not just anything like that. Any situation you don't feel right about, yeah, go with your gut. Even yeah. if everybody else around you is saying, oh, no, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Because we've all been those in those situations, right? Mm -hmm. Where people are like, oh, it's cool, it's cool, but something inside. And then later you find out, like, holy fuck, that was the biggest mistake ever, right? Or you're like, thank God I listened to myself.